Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered, or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For Season 3, I'm focusing on the importance of social connections and the positive effects relationships can have on our happiness and well-being. Studies show that when we feel more connected to each other, we have lower levels of anxiety and depression. Each episode this season, I'll invite a guest whose connection and friendship has brought happiness into my life. Some I have known for years, and some I've just met. My guest today is Jenny Crutchlow. I've known Jenny for almost half my life. We met pursuing our master's in music at Westminster Choir College in Princeton, New Jersey. We were roommates in college and both moved to New York City to pursue singing careers. Jenny was my maid of honor and I'm godmother to her middle child, Nathaniel, who you heard from in Season 1, Episode 9. We have leaned on each other through the years in joy, sorrow, celebration, and exasperation. Jenny is one of those friends that I hardly ever see, yet when I do, it's like only a day has passed. I'm excited to hear about what's been brightening her day. The first thing that has brightened my day is vinyl as in vinyl records. A friend of mine reviewed a movie on their blog the other day that caught my eye. It was the movie Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, directed by Loreen Scafaria. Seeking a Friend stars Steve Carell and Kira Knightley. Kira's character goes along with Steve to find his high school sweetheart before an asteroid strikes Earth, hence the end of the world. All Kira's character brings with her are her treasured vinyl records. There is a memorable scene where she plays This Guy's in Love with You by Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. I hadn't heard that song in a long time. The warm sound of the trumpets made me think of the music they used to play in this mall I would shop at growing up. It's funny how music can trigger memories. The other song they played was The Air That I Breathe by The Hollies. I don't know if it was the mood of the movie or the feelings that I had about the characters or if it was just a particularly great recording of the song, but it had me in tears by the end. I didn't know much about The Hollies. The version I have of The Air That I Breathe is on my K.D. Lang album. A little different. I went back and listened to The Hollies performing it on YouTube. They are, or were, a British pop rock band popular in the 1960s and 70s. Another interesting connection I discovered was that Graham Nash of Crosby, Stills & Nash was an original member of the Hollies. Another well-known song by the Hollies is He Ain't Heavy, He's My Brother. The song opens and closes with a harmonica solo, and Steve Carell's character in the movie plays the harmonica. I loved connecting the dots with this movie. The second thing that has brightened my day is what Clark is calling, quote unquote, what Fufu does when Arya's at school. He's been taking Arya's beloved stuffed bunny 
and staging a scene for her when she gets home. The first one was Fufu in a rock band. He had taken the guitar from Aria's favorite American girl doll and one of her other dolls and made it look like they were rocking out. What's Fufu's favorite band? The Foo Fighters, of course. The second scene was Fufu and a stuffed bear playing blackjack. That led to us having to teach Aria how to play 21 that night. Aria is a card shark. My favorite so far has been Fufu leaning over a 50 assorted flavors of jelly beans container that Clark got for a Christmas present. It was hard to keep from grabbing a few of the flavors for myself. I think yesterday he was painting. (laughs) It's getting so that I'm as excited as Aria to see what Fufu has been up to each day. What will that bunny do next? The third thing that has brightened my day is a recipe win or bomb, depending on how you look at it. I received Milk Street's Fast and Slow Cookbook for Christmas. I've been trying to try two to three new recipes a month. I've also been trying to feed my family more variety of greens lately. So I combined the two desires and I tried spicy collard greens with tomatoes and peanuts. All the ingredients looked and sounded delicious. Coconut oil, a yellow onion, tomatoes cored and chopped, two habanero chilies, collard greens, three tablespoons of crunchy peanut butter, and a can of black-eyed peas. I followed the directions to a tea. What I didn't realize was the heat in habanero chilies. I've worked with poblano chilies, and I love jalapeno poppers. I mean, how hot could a habanero chili be anyway? I was also encouraged because the recipe said to put them in the Instant Pot whole and then to pull them out at the end. I think the problem was the chili softened so much that when I went to remove them, I couldn't find them. Whoops! I served the greens over rice and warned the family that it might be a little spicy. Aria licked one black-eyed pea and immediately started chugging water. Clark was braver and took a bite. Yow! And then quickly, but with dignity, proceeded to get the half gallon of milk out of the fridge and poured a large glass. If he hadn't been raised with such good manners, I have no doubt he would have started drinking right from the jug. I, on the other hand, loved it. I might try it again without the chilies. However, there's trauma associated with this dish now. And there are many more recipes in the book. And I do love my family and want to continue to enjoy their company at dinner time. My guest today is Jenny Crutchlow. Jenny is married to a red-headed, Viking-ish, Heldon tenor musical theater actor. Jenny herself is an opera singer and actress turned executive recruiter in life sciences. She is a mom to three awesome kids. She loves to travel, read, binge good TV and movies, bake, cook, garden, decorate their home, and recently started building a dollhouse. Jenny and I have been friends for over a quarter of a century. I'm thrilled to have her as a guest today. Welcome, Jenny. Hi, Lisa. We've experienced some pretty amazing things together. I still remember the four-day trip to Brussels and Bruges for $50. So awesome. (laughs) 
so much Wait. chocolate. <laughs> oh my gosh. Waking up at O Dark 30 multiple times actually to get standing room tickets, but especially to the performance of The Marriage of Figaro at the uh, Metropolitan Opera, where we got to see Renee Fleming, Bryn Turfel, Cecilia Bartoli. I mean, talk about the trifecta. It was amazing. <laughs> oh gosh, it was wonderful. That will live in my memory and my heart forever, I think. So true. And then I still remember, I think this was early in our living in New York City together, but we went up to the cloisters and got mm-hmm. to walk around just the serenity and the peace there. Yeah. Our many, many trips to Shetler Studios to practice. <laughs> Gosh, so many memories in that that <laughs> kind of worn down place. <laughs> I re- the, the only real claim to fame I have is that I was coming out of a practice session once and Liam Neeson was walking down the hall. And I just remember thinking, Ugh. oh my goodness, it's Liam Neeson. And he is really tall. <laughs> Did you talk to him? Did you oh, say heck no? <laughs> I was like head down about my mission, but it, you know, inside I was like, squeeze. And then I also remember we had lots of fun meals and going out, but I especially remember dinner at Cafe des Artistes and that place was just so cool. And I think it's closed down too, hasn't it? I think so. Yeah. It's just so strange. I mean, New York is always New York, but it's never the same New York. Yeah. There are so many fun things that I'd love to reminisce, but we don't have time. But I'm speaking of, you know, time and our travels together. If you could travel back in time and give your 25 year old self advice or wisdom, what would it be? I think I would tell myself to relax. I think I was just always anxious about like major life goals that they wouldn't happen. And I wouldn't say don't work toward your goals. But I don't think that the anxiety and the stress was ever necessary to achieving them. And as I look back over the past 25 years, I've actually in sorting to move a couple of times over the past four years. Mm. I've come across notes that I've made or kind of like five-year plans or, you know, whatever, vision boards and things like that. And it's striking to me how many of the things that I never, never thought would happen eventually did and happened in a completely different way than I expected Mm. and details weren't exactly as I had envisioned, but it ended up being a lot better. And so, yeah, I would just say, relax. It's all going to work out just fine. You're going to be totally happy. Just chill out. (laughs) I'm trying to tell myself that now so that my future self 25 years from now doesn't have to make the same speech. (laughs) Right. Let's remember this as we go forward. It's so interesting. We didn't rehearse this. And it's so interesting that yours is so similar to mine as well. Mine was to just be still. It is in those moments where you pause and you reflect and you think and you're just quiet and still. And quite honestly, you relax that sometimes you let in the beauty and the magic. (laughs) Yeah. And you enjoy the ride a lot more. Well, let's not wait 25 years to do this again. (laughs) But note to self, this is really good advice. So now I'm very interested to know what are the three things that have been brightening your day lately? My first thing is going to be one thing and my next two things are going to be categories. Okay. My first thing is my favorite tea, Mariage Frere Earl Grey Blue. It's imported from France. It is ridiculously expensive. (laughs) Don't get it all the time. In fact, 
I've never bought it for myself. I don't think I usually get it as a gift. And the first time it was given to me by my friend, Laura Kay. And with all of the wonderful things about Laura, the one thing I'll never understand is that she just doesn't like Earl Grey tea. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a character flaw. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked out for me because she was like, Jenny, I can't stand this stuff, but it's really expensive. So I'm giving it to you. Yay. (laughs) Wow. So, I mean, I have had Earl Grey, but can you, (sighs) in in a few words that, that I would understand, can you explain what's the difference? Like a lot of teas that are maybe less expensive that you buy, they've been crushed a little more or they're shorter. They've been crumbled up more. These are like full leaves. There are little blue flowers and I don't know what the flowers are, but the amount of bergamot that is in the tea is so high that when you open the tin, you're just enveloped in kind of citrusy scent. And it is absolutely heavenly. The flavor is really robust. Last year, Ross bought me a tin for Christmas and I had almost finished it by Christmas morning this year. And another one ended up in my stocking and I was just like, yay. (laughs) It feels so luxurious and it's so delicious. So that's one of my favorite things. Well, someday I hope I can share a cup of that special Earl Grey tea with you. Come on down. I'll serve. (laughs) We'll make a pot. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good. I do have to say, you know this, I'm not a tea drinker, but if I do have an option of black teas, I do love Earl Grey. What's the second thing that's brightened your day? Beauty. And so that has been kind of a theme through my life. I've always loved beauty in all its forms. So whether that's a visual form, like a beautiful cathedral or a work of art or a landscape or beautiful music or movement or whatever it is where I'm finding it is probably because I'm a mom now and because we just bought our first home and because pandemic, (laughs) it tends to center around my home. I've been decorating our house and organizing it. I pick a different room each week and included in the room list is the garden and like the garage and the attic. And so I go around one spot each week and I do something to make it more beautiful. That might be buying a piece of furniture or a rug or a lamp or maybe installing an organizational system. Or in my daughter's room, I put up a crown canopy and a cloud light. I do those things. And then during cake season, (laughs) it's about a six-month period when everybody in my family has a birthday. Yes. (laughs) Cakes. And when it's not cake season, I'm um, either making pies or gingerbread cookies that I elaborately decorate. Or recently, starting a year ago, I started building a dollhouse, which I get teased for a lot because I'm a bit of a perfectionist and I want it to just be like my vision. I want it absolutely beautiful in every detail. The The box says it takes 12 hours to build. <laughs> And I'm working on it a year. <laughs> and oh my, my gosh. My uh, boys were like, uh, mom, are we going for the second anniversary? But, you know, literally every time I pass the dollhouse, I just go, oh, it's so beautiful. Even though it's, you know, not even a third finished yet. 
And, you know, every time there's some new thing that's beautiful, it just, it makes me feel so good. And I find myself coming back to it again and again. And just looking at beauty around me, wherever it is, just really picks up my spirits, even if I'm having a tough day. I've definitely followed a lot of the cakes you've made over the years. They are incredible, hands down. And I have seen a few pictures of the dollhouse. I haven't seen so many recently, but give yourself a break. My goodness, all <laughs> the things you have going on. I, I'm, I mean, I have one child and I sometimes can't keep it together. You have three. So <laughs> my hat's off to you. And I love that appreciation of beauty is something that's important to you. It, it shows in the way you are and the way you live your life. So you're, you're doing well. What's the third thing that's brightened your day? The third thing is my family. And I know that's maybe a little cliche, but I'm married to the most wonderful man. And I have three amazing kids and wonderful in-laws and parents. During the pandemic, we've started to have these ritual times. I think the one that we had with the kids is that's been there since Ewan was born. Some of the others have become habits since the pandemic started. And they're just daily or weekly times for us to reconnect. Ross and I go for a walk uh, at five o'clock every afternoon. I may not finish my workday at five. I'm often working until seven or eight or nine o'clock at night. But just that kind of moment for us to get out of the house, get some fresh air, reconnect. And we kind of go through our day, things that we're thinking about, things that we're worried about, advice for each other. It's just such a, an amazing way for us to, to reconnect. And then with the kids, it's bedtime. It's stories and singing songs and rubbing their backs. And that's the time of the day that, that I really get to see what kind of people they're becoming. Their insights into things are so surprising. I, I just think, gosh, when I was their age, I took everything I think at face value. And my thoughts were centered around playing really. And my kids come out with these perspectives on the universe and being and literature and politics. I'm like, who are you? How old are you? How do you know these things? It's just, it's amazing. And um, that's probably one of the happiest times of every day for me, snuggled in bed together, all three of us, all four of us, hugging each other, talking quietly, and then watching them drift off to sleep. And they all fall asleep in the big bed together. And then we move them after they've fallen asleep to their own beds. But it's it's really nice. And I'm happy to enjoy it as long as it lasts. And then I try to get together virtually with my mom every Friday, just to catch up mom and daughter. And then every weekend, we go to my parents' house and we sit on their patio and during the summer, we go swimming in their pool. And during the winter, we sit around their chimney and have toasted marshmallows and s'mores. And my mom will bring out a bingo game or no fun. my brother will come over. I'm very fortunate. I'm very fortunate in my family and um, I don't take them for granted. We've had, there have been a number of health issues that several people in my family have dealt with over the past 12 months, not COVID, but just some other kind of big challenges. And Ross and I went to Galveston, just the two of us, uh, just for a quick, we were only on the beach for like two hours, but we were walking around and we just kind of looked at each other. We looked at the ocean and he quoted a line from The Greatest Showman. 
He said, um, everything you ever want, everything you ever need, it's here right in front of you. This is where you want to be. And that is so true because of my family. They're everything I've ever wanted, everything I've ever needed. This is where I want to be. So just being with them brightens my day. That is beautiful. I also heard you saying that you're intentional about it too. Um, Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. We can't just take things for granted. We really do have to intentionally think, okay, five o'clock, the most important thing is my walk with my husband. Eight o'clock or 8.30 at night, the most important thing is saying goodnight and being with my children. I mean, you and, and Fridays with your mom, you intentionally put that in your plan. I love that. We have to do that or or it just doesn't happen. Absolutely. It's an investment with so many rewards. It's been so wonderful to reconnect even for this brief few minutes. And thank you, Jenny, for taking time out of your busy day, busy life, and being a guest on my show and for brightening my day. Thank you for asking me, Lisa. It's been a pleasure. And you brighten my day every single week with every single podcast. So thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at HiltonLisaB at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.